Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Liverpool make the knockout stages, nobody helps Manchester City and Fulham fill their boots. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 4th of November. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Some true gravel there from the broadcaster that is Pete Donaldson. Damn right. That's my full title. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were chief animator today. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the chief animator. Yes, there was a lot of chief animator chat late, yeah. in, the, late in the pod. Yeah. I, I, th- I think he's got quite a filmish quality to him today. <laughs> filmish? I'd, 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 I'm wearing I'd an offensive film t-shirt. Star. I think cinematic is the word I'm looking <gasps> for. The Donaldson cinematic universe. Yeah, I, I think you're the Colin Farrell of the ramble. And yes, you're going to bring a lot of action to today's pod. Yeah. Is, that, is in... he not like a really hard guy? <laughs> a really hard guy me or Colin Farrell in that phone booth you decide <laughs> what an image you decide he, mm. is he not though Pete not Pete Colin Farrell he's, he's a rock and roll gentleman I believe yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. would yeah. you consider yourself to be a really hard guy yes I'm a really hard guy <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Brooker <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad we got that uh, I'm glad after I've known you you know a couple of years now I'm glad we finally I finally have that revelation yeah tough guy yeah cool mm. All right. Good. I feel quite overwhelmed by the idea of being so close to someone so hardcore, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is an experience that plenty of our football managers have. When well, Jurgen Klopp certainly had it last night. Didn't he just? Eight, eight foot away from Diego Simeone. <laughs> There's your rock and roll football, mate. Yeah, didn't he just? Liverpool 2, Atletico Madrid nil. The opener for Diogo Jota and then Sadio Mane with a second, which in the end wrapped things up. And then an hour played by Atletico Madrid with... Ten men after the referee, the very own Terminator in this one, uh, Danny Mackley showed Felipe a straight red on half hour. Where to start with this one then? So much to praise. Mm. Trent Alexander-Arnold, probably. We haven't spoken much about him in recent weeks. I thought he was great. Two assists, lovely passing accuracy. He was. Some... some Beckham-esque deliveries for, for Marcus must have been purring over that at home. Yeah. I, I love that. The, the fact that he's such a good passer slash crosser of the ball. Is that Beckham thing of why would I bother beating the first man? Why would I bother beating any man if I can you... just deliver the ball nice and early, catch everyone in the hop and just mm. put it in the spot? That, that ball for Jota was absolutely, absolutely. perfect. But I, I think... I, I don't mean to like, tear out an individual player, but I think if we're looking at it from an England perspective, the fact that Alexander-Arnold was so good and that Atletico couldn't deal with him, and on the other hand, Kieran Trippier had a really, really bad night. It's sort of linked up perfectly if you're a, 
Title winning Team Kieran, TAA. Kieran no, Trippier. When you're playing Andorra, you need a man like Trent in midfield. That's what you need. That's why I'm going to play him there, says uh, Gareth Southgate. No, yeah. It's, it's crazy that he's... It's a, it's a completely <laughs> ridiculous idea. Is that, I mean, this the England squad announcement at two today. Is that mm. is that what you expect him to be bringing out the chat, Pete? In well, the... I don't think he's going to... Well, that'll be the narrative, wasn't it? Like, even if, if he's in the squad, which I imagine he will be. <laughs> he should be... Uh, I mean, he should it, be very it purely much... recency bias is anything to go on with <laughs> He should be picked twice. Yeah, yeah on that form. The, the, the range yeah. of passing. It's not even like his, his big old drag Gerard or uh, Beckham crosses. It's just like that. The, the range of it. He's got. Mm. He's got in the selection box. He's got the Snickers. He's got the. <laughs> he's got the bounty. He's I mean, got the little started with the Maltesers. <laughs> that's no one, the one I always go for. No one wants your the... favorite one is the Snickers. Yeah, that's it. very. Un- I would argue nougat. that's very unusual. Russell, what's your take? That the first one you'd pick is the snake. If the if the full what is that celebrations the full mm, box full gamut, yeah, the, is available to you, you go well, you if, go Snickers. If we're moving away from selection boxes and talking a, 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 about celebrations, mm. that's different. Because what I always hated, you know how in celebrations the Maltesers, yeah. they're like, have you ever accidentally bought a car that's a reweld of two cars that have been written off? Yeah, that's the what the Maltesers are like. Yeah, they're 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 like sort of really misshapen with this like big line. <laughs> In the middle, <laughs> like a big it... coffee bean. Yes, yeah, yeah. really, I'm finding myself really quite baffled by this. I didn't expect this to be the kind of horse horse that broke the camel's back, the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back. Because I thought mm. the the Maltesers ones were kind of everybody's favourite. No, they're not one big Malteser. They're like little balls. I, I, I don't rate them. I don't think anybody rates them. I don't think you usually rate them either. Kate, okay. To be honest, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, thank you for finally it's setting quite me. Quite all right. Thank you for finally setting me straight on that. I can't <laughs> remember where we. Oh, Trent Alexander. <laughs> How did we get here? Mm. Um, yeah, I suppose the thing people would say about Beckham is that he would play that. He, he would his inclination would very often be to play the kind of Hollywood pass, mm. right? Whereas it sounds like we're saying that Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah, he can play those amazing ones, Brass, but he also... He's got the whole toolbox. Yeah. But for him, it's it's not about the type of parts. It's about the pace with which he plays, which suits Liverpool really well. And I think if you look at Liverpool habitually, not just under, under Klopp, but going back, really a couple of coaches, their thing, when they're on it, and they were under Brendan Rodgers, they just like go after teams in the first half hour and you need to survive that first half yeah. hour at Anfield. And that's what Atletico are really bad at. Not just in the Champions League recently, but if you look at their league form at the back end of last season. They've, if you they've, look been, the they've back, been shipping goals a lot recently, haven't they? That, that they are. They can't defend like we expect Atletico to defend. And also, they start games really badly. Mm. And the combination of them starting games really badly and <laughs> Liverpool absolutely going for the jugular. <laughs> it was always going to go that the, way. The Marky Vajotas goal that you sort of go, if you weather that storm, Liverpool may have found that, and, and, and Klopp's got big decisions to make over the over the next month and a half because he's losing some players, uh, the African Cup of Nations, I think it's the first mm. time that Mane and, and Salah have been away at the same time. And they've got, I think, 13, 12, 13 games to play before the end, end of the uh, year. There's going to be a lot of rotation and, you know, it, it, these two dead rubbers that they're going to have uh, at the back end of this group stage, it, it could not have come at a better time for, for Klopp because he's going to have to really have a good think about how he manages players. And, Jordan uh, Henderson up front. <laughs> well, people are asking questions about him, uh, you know, d- defending deep from midfield and, and, and his skills there. But obviously, uh, I'm not one of those people because I think he's very good. But yeah, it's it, it's going to be a big job for Klopp to keep uh, to, to keep that kind of form uh, in, in the league. Um, and 
if you if they if Atletico had weathered that storm for the first twenty minutes, first half an hour, they may have run out of ideas. But they yeah. really didn't. <laughs> they really like doing that. I'm not no. trying to be uh, wise after the facts here, Pete. But yeah, I mean the the, the idea that the it, dismissal didn't change the game for me. That, it it wasn't a turning were, point. Yeah, they, you know, the, they they could have been five or six. It I mean, allowed them to manage their efforts, down. didn't it? Mm. Yeah, mm. really. You know, there wasn't quite the same. Intensity. Poor old Steve McManaman was nodding off, wasn't he, in the second half? <laughs> he is an unusual guy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just look at me like that. <laughs> every, every, every player played well. Tim McCastle, that was really good. Uh, the, the Ox came into form. I, I, he was awful. Uh, it was last weekend, I think. He, he was pretty bad. Uh, but but this match, uh, he got brought off after a while, I think, because he, he was carrying a bit of a knock. Took but, a knock, yeah. Um, but I, I think he he played really well. And, and he needed that uh, match, I think, because he's, he's been pretty touched this season, bless him. Well, whenever he, <laughs> whenever he takes a knock or, you know, goes down, people... I don't know about you, but I feel sort of worried and bad for him because mm. he has been quite fragile yeah. um, into, and prone to injury over yeah. over the last many seasons. Um, the Felipe straight red. I think I would have liked it a bit more and thought it had a bit more flair to it, even if his intention was to give a straight red, Danny McAuley, if he had then switched it without us knowing to two yellows. The first for the challenge <laughs> and the second for that bit of sass. Yeah, definitely. You gotta come out. You gotta come on, Brass. You gotta front up to your yellow card or whatever. In this case, red cards. You, gotta, you can't be walking off in the referee like that. Oh, he <laughs> yeah, likes it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. You know, I you forgot. Know what's this coming. is the man. You know this what's is coming. The man who backed the guy that I was ranting about, who had parked his Ferrari with the hazard lights on the double yellow, blocking yeah. the traffic on my walk into to work the other day. And Brass I is like, I don't quite like that. Back power him. move. You back, yeah, you did. You like, he'd gone to the. He'd just gone for a coffee. At, at I, 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 I didn't cool. back him. I he just thought, thought it was your, cool. I just thought your your explosion of rage was disproportionate. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sipping his latte, looking at. Every Everyone else having a shit morning. Yeah, I like it. Oh, <laughs> and, I, and I've been on the and I drove in and it took me three hours today. <laughs> and I like it. I was on is the road at half six. Is that because you parked on the M1 for a lap? <laughs> I'm just a bit sleepy, Andy. I just need a little. I just need a little time to myself. So what we've got from this is that you both hate authority yeah. and want to bring anarchy to the world. Mm. And that's why you... Well, we knew that was the case with Pete. I yeah, mean, that's, exactly, that's not yeah. really a, a, a revelation. Look, <laughs> I, I, it, it, was, it was one of those ones where I, I, th- I thought it was super harsh at first. And then you see the replay and it's, it's, it's 100% a red mm. card. So you have to congratulate the referee for getting it right and for doing it with such a serious face. <laughs> but I, I think if we were talking about... The, the only thing I can think about when you're saying maybe Felipe should have gone to the referee. Uh. Maybe all he could have done is gone, well, he's, he's just too good for me. <laughs> what, what am I meant to do? <laughs> he, was, he, was just, he was just away from me. Like Luke used to do in the old days when he we were... just uh, kick people, yeah. Well, like, well, oh, we're sorry, ref, football. he's too quick for me. He's like, well, yeah. go away then. You can't play football anymore. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> so have we got... Is there, Pete, would you, is there any credit to be given then to Atletico Madrid for the fact that they did limit things uh, to 2-0? <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, they just couldn't offer anything up top, could they? Because they were a man down and they were rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's often overlooked, actually. Pete. In, in, in a Champions League context, we just think they're it's, it's Simeone's team, so they're mm. always competitive in the Champions League. 
that they are no longer competitive in the Champions League. They could have easily lost all four of these games mm. so far. It wouldn't have been unreasonable on the balance of pay, play if they'd have done so. They were never in this game, and I never felt they would be in this game. You go back to like last season, when of course they did win the La Liga title, and I went to the game against uh, Chelsea, the second leg of the game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, mm. and. You know, you, you really got the intensity of it because it was right up close to the pitch with no fans in there, of course. And you could almost hear the Atletico players panting. They were so far <laughs> off the pace. They were not as technically good. They were slower. They weren't as organised. And Chelsea just ran all over them. Mm. You know, like if you were to play a Sunday match against a team that actually trains. Yeah, they do. It, like a, it was a little bit like that. Really boring midweek kind of little running around. Oh, a bit of five-a-side rubbish. Exactly. Yeah, These pro- guys, guys are too organised. So Probably a few, a few passages in the changing room <laughs> yeah. from uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's autobiography. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. he knows. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's not what we like to see. So 2-0 final score there mm. for Liverpool. And what it means is that they're through to the knockout stages. The other three teams who go through, who have already gone through, excuse me, are Juventus, Bayern Munich, and Ajax and big I expect, boys expect big boys I, I expect uh, Brass you'll be giving us the lowdown all, all of those dudes in on the continent later. yeah we will be and we'll be providing the uh, latest on Dusan Tadic's balls oh as well tune in come in subscribe tune Football in Ramble balls. presents let's stick with the English teams for now though uh, Manchester City 4 club Brugge 1 and goal of the round so far for you, Pete, the Bonts one off the <laughs> Stones. It was, I mean, it's mentioned in the running order and with good cause, to be honest. Tadic is equaliser uh, in Ajax against uh, Dortmund. Nuts into the post. I think that was definitely my favourite. And the recovery afterwards, I think, to uh, celebrate was, I think, important. I think it was, it was mind over matter, really, because he, he pointed repeatedly at his groin. It's like... <laughs> We know it's not your groin. We know it's, <laughs> we know it's yeah. not your groin. Oh, he's trying to say... It's not PG. It's after 9pm now. <laughs> trying to imply that it was somewhere less silly. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah. you yes. give me a bit more on the, like, thinking about that from a male perspective? Uh, we're embarrassed by our own testicles, and that's why we create great harm in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, I went to... I've, unlo- uh, I've unlocked it all. I went <laughs> I went to a, an intro session to Krav Maga on Monday. Oh, right, I can't okay. really, like, raise my arms or move. Yeah. Um, and it's... I don't know if anyone else has d- ever done this. Right. I was just, you know, trying to broaden my horizons and yeah. whatever and do new stuff. Mm. Um, it's like a Israeli Special Forces self-defense thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know what I thought that would be like, but what it was like was it was a tiny bit David Brenty, like, in terms of... <laughs> You know, you're just going to face up to your attacker or whatever. And yeah. storming back and forward, making motivational speeches. But the first thing you do is you turn up and they give you a groin guard. And it's like you walk up to, say, if I didn't know Brass, I'd have to go up and be like, hello, I'm Kate. Let's now just do three kicks on the groin to each other. Really? Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. Of, yeah just... To break down your social inhibitions. I mean, what, they, so you they kick can't... him in the balls. Yes. Start. He's wow. got a groin guard too. But there, yeah. there, there can't be any groin guard with which that's comfortable. <sighs> No, it, it, something's getting pushed somewhere. <laughs> Hard for me to relate, but even no. I found it a wee bit like, yeah. am I going to bear you children? A bit. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to still be able to bear children at this yeah. point? I don't know. Anyway. Um... So hang on, so a bloke was <laughs> booting you in the, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, and I booted him. <laughs> 
It's a good night out. And he was like, night are you going to come back next week? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> well, can we have the box back then? <laughs> no, you don't want it back. No. <laughs> wow. Goodness. So anyway, back to Bonces. Yeah. Um, John Stones, yes. Yeah. Well, I think the real question is, is this Bernardo Silva's assist of the season? That's fair. I, think. I mean, Chris Brass was a level up. He could do it on his own. <laughs> he, he, he didn't need an accomplice, did he? <laughs> Having, so I've been reading Jamie Carragher's latest book because we're going to talk to him later on uh, today, later on this week. And um, oh, What show are you doing that for, Kate? Book Club on Football Ramble Presents. Subscribe. There's so much. Hello good... there, Jamie. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Welcome know. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> I, don't I don't know to what you refer, Peter. There's no doubt what you did was disgusting. <laughs> uh, yes, we've been reading his book um, and I've lost my train of thought. Thank Sorry. You very much. Oh, anyway, no. it's because um, he's on about how he didn't mind too much about scoring own goals because his mm. view is like, if he's you're a... Yeah. If you're a, if you're putting the block in, if you're making the play, that's better. If you make an omelet, you're going to crack a few eggs, right? Yeah. And also, exactly. he was the best at it because he scored more goals against Liverpool than anyone else <laughs> in the league, didn't he? But with that in <laughs> mind, I sort of felt more sympathy for John Stones. However, I'm not sure he was being useful in that moment. No, he does have that in him. To be fair, he can look a bit hapless at times, even though he's playing in a Pep Guardiola Man City mega side. Um, but it was it, it, again. I, I thought with Club Brugge over the two um, the two um, uh, matches, I thought they, they might show a little bit more, and I think most kind of people did. Mm. But it was nine goals against us. It's not great, is it? Yeah. It wasn't ideal. Maybe they really spitefully wanted to underline how much better Manchester City are than Paris Saint Germain. That's fair. And yeah. If, yeah, if yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. to do that. And you Last know, night was part the, night. Of the conversation, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> a good job. And I guess from a Man City perspective as well, look, they've had the Carabao Cup penalty shootout exit and then that surprise home defeat to Crystal Palace. And then they've got the Manchester Derby coming mm. up on the weekend. So this is the right sort of result for them. Yeah, everyone got just the right amount of, of work, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. With, with, without getting overtaxed. I have to say as well, the Joao Cancelo cross for the Riyad Mahrez goal. Mm. I mean, we talked about how delicious Trent Alexander-Arnold's cross was, but the the way it kind of hung and you could see Mares coming, I've never wanted to be a professional footballer. I wanted to get on the end of that cross. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they had strikers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much boot filling they'd be. <laughs> and, well, look, Raheem Sterling scored his second in 30 appearances, so hope that he um, can build from that because it's mm. good to see him among the goals. Uh, again, Pep with a slightly unusual um, take uh, after the game. He said, um, I promise you, when you're at Manchester City, you realise nobody will help you, Pete. Oh. Everything we've done, we've done it. When you're in high-ranking and big clubs, I understand, maybe. Here, no. When we win... We do it. Have you tried the little paperclip on Word, Pep? He's always <laughs> quite peppy. He might be able to lend a hand. Yeah. yeah. Is, 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 is he just basically talking about the loneliness of being Pep Guardiola? Oh, uh, I think it's a bit more meta. No, well, I uh, think... Oh, my take was that he was implying that Manchester City are a small club and they don't... You know, it's very difficult for them to compete. Oh, no. I, all sorts of... Oh, yeah. I, I, no, it's very much him with his top off flexing, going, welcome to big school. <laughs> right. But to, to, to me, it, it felt a bit, yeah, poor me. We don't get anything. Yeah. 
What do they get? Uh, I, mean, I mean, and that's right, isn't it? What do they get? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, anything uh, that Man City no ever get. No assistance whatsoever. Even down, it's all just blood, sweat, and tears for them. Even down to that, that blood, that that mad, <laughs> even down to that Manchester top that he's taken to wearing <laughs> at the moment. That does not make you Manchester. If you're talking about doing it for yourself, mm. think of skulls. Think of Ferdinand. Think of Rooney. Think of those boot-cut jeans. They did yes. it for themselves when it comes to Manchester. Yes. Little little flicks, little, uh, what they call dolphin flick haircuts. Back in the, it was like a kind of cheeky mullet in like the uh, yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. says they're back in. His yeah. son's got one. Oh, really? That's good to hear. Does he? His son. <laughs> Does I know he? I've been away from home for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, it's all changed, mate. It's all changed up there, Andy. <laughs> you left us for two <laughs> days and Kate came round and cut off. <laughs> All your kids have got rat's tails now. <laughs> They've been up north for too long. <laughs> oh, okay. let's go to the break so you can call you so you can call home, mate. Yeah. And we'll be back after this. Video call. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to Football Ramble. Yeah, maybe just one small bit of the Football Ramble. That'd be all right. Hi. I'm Martin Keown, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Martin Keown. Keown. Definite articles are important, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me, Andy, and Pete with you today. And now it's time for your emails. It's Kate, Jules, Jim, or Vish, Marcus, Luke, or Pete the Tit. And he might just read up one in show at footballramble.com. Email 
We've got one here from Evan Allen. Luke was discussing how Donny van der Beek and Jaden Sancho waiting for the ball to go out and get to get on and how six minutes is a lot different than 12 minutes as a sub. I propose that football adopt a hockey-style substitution rule where each of the three subs can be made while the ball is in play if the sub player being subbed off can run over to the bench. Seems like it would be relatively easy to implement. We're very keen on making like proper football into five-a-side today, aren't we? Oh, only if there's like a big cage and you've got to stand on the... Your two subs have got to stand on the outside of the cage and you've got to hear the slamming of the door and you've got to run on and run off and... Oh, wonderful. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm up for it. I, I'd, <laughs> I'd slightly misinterpreted that. I was mm. thinking of Ultimate Beastmaster where they do... Have you seen Ultimate Beastmaster? It's where they do like um, tricks and stuff like uh, basketball off a, off a no, big dam. No, no, It's oh. invented by Sylvester Stallone. It's on Netflix. Oh. It's done by like parkour people and stuff. It's like, it's like, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's basically like Krypton Factor on crack. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's American incredible. Ninja Warrior or the one that Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin does. Yeah, right. exactly. And that, they have one at the beginning called Faceplant where they sort of plant their hands and their face mm. and as a sort of winched forward to this thing where they have to jump across the water onto a chain. Mm. And that idea of them being sort of hydraulically launched down from the top of the stand and then having to jump onto a chain or maybe a fireman's pole and yeah, slide yeah. down. I like the idea of that. So you maybe, that would maybe be in the there's... middle of the pitch. Is that how you're picturing it? So it would be, you know, like those yeah. cameras with the, you know, that go on those uh, wires mm. and can go all the way oh, around. Like a grabber yeah. on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, could you lower maybe, people maybe down so, from that? Maybe something like that. And the, the guys who are going off, there's like a moat around the outside of the Avalad where sporting play. So maybe you just like sweep them off like they do with the dirty food at Disney. <laughs> maybe you could have, uh, I mean, there's so much money in football. There must be a way of dissolving players and then re, re um, putting them, them together. You're incarnating them on the side. <laughs> you just, you know, you pour a bit of like a weird acid on yourself and you dissolve and later on they pick up the, the schlop and, and, and reconstitute you afterwards. Israel Putnam. <laughs> <laughs> Israel Putnam in Chicago. We're just listening to the latest pod and heard Jim pining to launch exit people. This reminded me of an avian assassin we had in Chicago during the summer, basically. In the summer, some idiot was throwing eggs around Chicago. Uh, apparently, someone in a white box truck identifiable by red graffiti was riding around north side Chicago neighborhoods firing eggs at people for around six months. 82 people reported being hit or witnessing the Orvum attack. So Jim will have some work to do if he plans to hatch his egg-slinging notoriety. <laughs> a word of caution, though, if you don't want to go from frying pan to fire, the culprit was finally caught and fired from his furniture delivery job oh. due to uh, hundreds of people using the long arm of Facebook justice to crack the case. Good. That's when that's when Facebook is used for good. Thanks, Meta. Yeah. You've done it again. Is it being used for good? What, fire firing for a... His, for his job for that? I mean, you can't be you can't be delivering that much furniture if you're throwing eggs. I mean, thro- throwing <laughs> eggs is from a, a moving is a, is truck. A... Did you say that already? It was from a truck, the back of a truck. Yeah, uh, yeah. It still so. it still yeah. feels like a prank rather than an assault. Right. To, okay. To, to, to me, depends on how many eggs. Shit, was it the truck? Was the truck the furniture delivery truck? Maybe is yeah, what I'm thinking here. Yeah. In which oh, case, oh right, so he's doing it on work time. He's yeah. doing oh, it on well, work that, time. That's, that's different. He's that's using if it is the furniture delivery truck. He's using kind of work. Branded artifacts <laughs> in order to launch his campaign of 
terror. What, so, so John's sofas are egg throwers. Yeah. Basically, that's the impression that people are getting. He's probably right. bringing them into disrepute a well, little bit. Unless they like having eggs. Nobody wants damaged furniture. If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you've got a big tray of eggs and you're throwing, you're sort of basically going, I can't be trusted with your stuff. I'll break it. Well, that, they, they, he's a like, furniture mover. Yes, mm, good point, Pete. Yeah, furniture delivery people can't be trusted with your stuff anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, not oh, not just moved out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're nice to them. Your eggs are Fabergé. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them a cup of tea and stuff, Andy. Not yeah. slate them. How can they drink a cup of tea and carry a sofa at the same time? Well, if they're very technically skilled. I mean, this lad yeah. seems to not pee. The guy we're talking about <laughs> seems to be able to lob things and drive a van and load uh, more eggs into it. He sounds or, like a very talented. Or, or maybe girl. not. I, d- I don't. I don't think his um, employers believe in his ability to continue no. to do that. Get in touch with the show. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble if you run a furniture delivery company and you've recently fired a man for throwing eggs out of your van. Clear the air. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, Elsewhere in the Champions League last night, RB Leipzig against PSG. 2-2, the final score there. Uh, Gibraltar Cissé knows how to make it into the show running order, we realise. He says, technically, Hatim Benarfa at a good level is as good as Messi. Hatim at his best is Messi. (laughs) I love that. And what I love is he was being asked about, I think, his his, his favourite team. Uh, a, a, a team of his favourite players in France at the weekend. And when he started to say that, he said, wow, well, I've said it now. I might as well go all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he is as good as Messi. Yeah. He is as good as Messi on his day. <laughs> Are you going to dig into this one? The main thing, the only main technical bit of advice I would give Poch's side is that you need, presumably, you talk about football, Pete, having lots of money. Presumably, one of your main, or one of your main players stopping to tie their shoelaces in the middle of a, Leipzig attack. It's bad planning, but you should be able to cover that player, no? Especially when, you know, it's, it's I, 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 one of the only, you know, front three that actually tracks back a little bit. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> Neymar's tying his shoelaces. Therefore, our defensive efforts have just gone <laughs> down the drain. Oh, God. But how are shoelaces still coming undone in this modern age? Who wears football boots with shoelaces these days? I and thought, that's another yeah. question. I thought, I thought they were all like, you know, sort of posh moccasins. Posh these moccasins, days. posh Velcro, yeah. Yeah, or like Ugg boots with like extra socks at the top. <laughs> More questions than answers here, I'm feeling. Do they yeah, still I'm have those? So. Do they still have those um, trainers that have dials on them? I think it's Reebok. Was it Reebok back in the day after the pump? They did like a dial. Or really? Like back okay. in the 90s. Big fan mm. of that. What was the dial for? Just pretty. Uh, no, it was a replacement for the uh, for, for the actual shoelaces. You well, that just that dial, just dial have yeah. those with uh, climbing shoes, for example, oh, Do, really? and spinning shoes and stuff like this. Right. It's, it's just when you when you said dial, I thought um, it would be a bit like School of Rock, where Hulk would like look down at his boot and go, "Right, I'm going to put this up to 11 before I take a free <laughs> kick," and then away you go. Um, in the championship. Oh, man. It's almost like they're just eager to build towards uh, Marcus's return, old mm. Fulham. 7-0 yep. at Blackburn Rovers. Amazing. Uh, they've narrowed the gap at the top of the championship to two points. Mitrovic, though, sort of letting everybody down. He only scored one in this absolute rout. Uh, yeah, Tony Mowbray afterwards didn't really seem to think it was a problem. He said, I thought we were giving them a few problems before the sending off, despite being 2-0 down. Well, it, it, it was like a series of two nils for me. It was like kind of <laughs> oh, like until I got, yeah, and then games. one, and then one extra one because it was literally going. All right, just keep it, just keep it tight, keep it tight. Oh, you're letting another two. All right, now keep it tight. 
You've <laughs> let another two guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, in the Bournemouth game, Preston beat them at Bournemouth 2-1. Ben Pearson, uh, who's a former Preston player, has been providing the sauce in the matchday programme. He asked about matchday superstitions. He said, I like to put body cream on before a game. It's a big tub of Laura <laughs> Mercier. Pete, I don't know. Is this your go-to? A big tub of Laura Mercier strawberry vanilla body cream. And I basically slap half a tub on. I'm an Aesop man. Uh, uh, no, nice. uh, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with Laura, Laura Mercier. I'm familiar with strawberry and vanilla, uh, both great ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, it's going to attract wasps, isn't it? Half a tub, though. He must be. Yeah. Um, he must have a quite minted. good routine. Well, you that... must be minted, yeah. mate. He, he must have quite a high-paying job. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I'm thinking more. He must, he must have quite a bit of time on his hands as well. Is what I'm thinking because that that amount, uh, or he must have really dry skin. Because mm. to let it all absorb into your body, you must it's have a lackey to apply it. Three hundred grams is fifty quid. You kidding me? Money for old Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely blown away by yeah. that. Incredible. F- fifty quid for three hundred grams. Mm. What's that? Is that your little? Can you give me a sense of the? You wouldn't get it on dimensions? a plane. A third of it you'd get on a plane, but you wouldn't. You wouldn't get it on a plane. <laughs> Jesus, that is not very big. But but but, but Ben, uh, that's what I like about. Uh, the, this is the only reason that matchday programs still exist. Stuff like this, insight, body cream. It's, I'm having it. It is one up from, you know, favourite drink, lager, favourite food, <laughs> steak and chips. <laughs> yes. The Aston Villa squad reading out their, their uh, favourite drinks. Uh, apart from, uh, I, I, I think everyone just said lager, lager. I'm really <laughs> the cordial at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is the insight. Um, elsewhere in... Uh... <sighs> An England fan has been jailed for 10 weeks after racist abuse online. So this is a, a guy called Jonathan Best who posted a lot of racist abuse after the Euro 2020 final. It was directed at um, our penalty takers who, who missed uh, Sancho Saka and Marcus Rashford. And uh, so he's been he's been jailed for 10 weeks. And the point of this, guys, is that the judge said he was using this sentence to actively dissuade people or trying to take some kind of a step to have an impact. And what we know has been an endemic and continues to be an endemic problem within social media and, and I guess within society. He said they should know the courts in this country will send such people to prison. I hope with this deterrence that people are educated to behave more appropriately. I don't know what you make of that, Pete. Do you think that's, do you think that's likely to have an impact? It will have um, some kind of impact, but you, you can't police everything all of the time unfortunately and it's endemic in society and we say this every time something like this happens or certainly when uh, when someone's exposed as uh, as doing such perpetrating such awful acts um it, it comes from a little bit higher than um what the social media companies uh, can, can deal with and uh it's it, it's a wider problem and but you know it's a first step that you you, you know I'm not a big on I'm not big on deterrence. I don't know how effective they can really be, but if so, you're if you're worried about if you're worried about uh, going to prison, you you're probably not the sort of per- person who's going to be sending that kind of stuff. So, I don't I just don't know, Kit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we we often think that, yeah, and I suppose the judge I guess is using what power he has in this situation. Yeah, which is, which is good. Um but I don't think football should step away from it and say well it's a cross-section of society mm. and it's, it's society's problem because whereas that may be true to an extent I think the environment around football does condition this and um, football supporters all of us we have to take responsibility to treat each other better and treat players better and show more respect um, I, I know most people 
listening to this, pretty much all people listening to this would never consider doing anything like that, whatever the pathetic excuses this guy came up with to do with alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think the environment around football discourse, particularly online, is toxic. I understand that the social media companies could and should make more of an effort. But I think we have to police ourselves a little bit and we have to let people we know know that like, like, this just isn't on. And yeah, I, I think there has to be more understanding, more respect and, and just less anger. I, I, really? I, I find I find modern, certainly younger football fans, you know, it's not old man sort of whinging about young people because there are obviously amazing, uh, young, um, exciting, interesting football fans out there. I do find that there is a there is a real appetite for taking poor performances, uh, uh, your club not being treated fairly, in your opinion, really personally, more personally than I've ever seen before really? in my life. Yeah, when I, I when, when see you, it as when, an age that I don't necessarily well, not see an that age, but I, certainly I, like... I think it is. I think it is, and I don't know. I, I I do I do think part of it is we sort of let ourselves obsess over stuff again and again. We find it quite hard to leave stuff. You know, to yeah. just say, there's always next week. You never hear that anymore. Le- yeah, I, I, no, I, don't, and, I, don't, I don't want to be an old man about it, but but it is true. And, and, and look, we're, we're literally on a podcast that goes out every single weekday. Like, but, 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 do you know what I mean? There's, foot, there's new shit happening in football. But we're like, obviously... New but we're stuff obviously, to think about. We're yeah, obviously yeah, having exactly. to, I mean. Exactly. I just mean, like, you can, in terms of being angry about stuff... Look, true Geordie, Arsenal fan TV, us to a certain extent. <laughs> you know, outrage, anger, it gets clicks. If you're a football fan, you think that the, that the most authentic way to follow your side is to get fucking angry about this and that and, and, and take it as this big slight on your club that someone's, you know, didn't put a ball in the net past your goalkeeper. Like, it, it, it really creates clicks. And I think sometimes the legitimacy of anger is so inherent and so important to some football fans that, it, that it's just so, that, that that's the only way that it can express themselves. There's no kind of like, my club's going to be here for the next 50 years, so don't swear. Sweat it, you know? Yeah, it's there's no next week for people. It's oh my Christ, we need new players. We need the manager gone, and I've said that in the past few weeks. For my <laughs> team. Yeah, well, and you solved that one, didn't you, Pete? Yeah, so, I saw, I saw so actually, now, it? all fixed, mate. To completely argue against Pete, it does solve the problem. So no worries about it. Yeah, yeah. no, I do actually completely agree with you on that. But I, I don't know if I've seen the same uh, trajectory that you were talking about because I think one some of my early experiences of football and one of the reasons that when I was quite young even though I was in I was keen and my parents didn't want to take me I guess they have the hangover for of having been around you know in the, when it was when mm. it was quite a dark place to be to go mm. and watch football is because yeah I don't know if it's good for young people or any people to be watching you know those guys who everyone sits with them everyone knows them every, mm. every time mm. you go to a football stadium is they're like you know look as though they're on the brink of a heart attack every time someone misplaces a pass and I've and I've you know I I agree with Andy I think the Pathetic excuses from the blog about how much fucking booze he's drank and stuff. Don't blame booze. I like booze. Um, <laughs> but uh, drugs, drugs, Leave are, booze drugs, out of it. <laughs> drugs are a big problem on the terraces for me, and and I've I've said that a few times, and it continues to be a problem. And uh, yeah, it, it it creates absolute nightmare. People out of already quite nightmarish men. Yeah, yeah it, certainly it, something it we see a lot of at the Euros. It yeah. encourages an environment where you just don't give a shit about others. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. really less than ideal, particularly in extremely crowded spaces like yes. at uh, like at Wembley. And, or like and, social media. Y- yeah. 
for sure, because then that feels like there's no repercussion, which mm. I suppose mm. the return there of frequently this... frequently isn't, but now we're seeing... Here is a, re- yeah, mm. here is a repercussion. I'm not exactly a sort of let's lock everybody up kind of a person, but I guess it's, it's one... It's one step uh, tonight. Lots more football for you. Genk hosting West Ham, Leicester, Spartak, Moscow, Spurs, V Vitesse, um, uh, Bromby versus Rangers as well. So lots more to get stuck into tomorrow. And of course, it will be the preview show tomorrow. Marcus is back. Him, he'll, he'll be on with Jim and Vish. So make sure you listen to that one. Say goodbye, Andy Brassel. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. Farewell. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Abroad in Japan is the Stack Podcast that brings you a taste of life in Japan. Recently, Chris Broad was joined by NHK contributor and legendary video game streamer Pete for a chat about his life as a TEFL teacher. I one time taught a woman who was still pregnant and I had to teach her stomach. What? Yes, and so... Wait, wait, what? She came in, seven months pregnant, <laughs> and they were like, no, she wants you to just to talk to her stomach. <laughs> so I was sitting there giving instruction. Very specifically. No. She held her tummy and she said, I think he's getting it. And I thought, oh, oh dear God. Just bizarre. Search abroad in Japan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday.